Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 31-year-old from Stittsville, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey took him to Canada, the USA, France, England, and Wales, a staple of the Ottawa Valley Titans. Got his feet wet in the CJHL with the Canada Stallions before spreading his wings and running amok with the Smiths Falls Bears. He's the Shed's first Robert Morris University Colonial and also laced up for Team Canada East under 19. He also had over a goal a game in the playoffs with Nuli Zur Marnay in France and also shut it down after 15-16 like yours truly with the Shed's favorite team, the Cardiff Devils. And he was a big pre-game speech enthusiast and also hosted one of the best haunted house apartments for my son, Colby and Curve. Welcome to the shed, Herv the Perv, Zach Hervato. Wow, what a what an intro. Thanks, Wally. Great to see you, brother. Great to see you too, man. It's been since, uh, I guess, since we both ended it, eh? Yeah, since we both hung them up and decided to be uh, real humans contributing to society, I guess. Well... How's it going for you, big guy? <laughs> Good, buddy. You know, uh, the first, I think the first couple months were rough. I didn't Just a couple months, do. eh? Yeah, probably a little bit longer than that. Maybe a year. Didn't know what I was going to do. But, well, uh, you know what? I got questions about that later, okay? Let's, yeah, start, yeah. let's start with how we know each other, okay? And you were <laughs> mainly, the main reason is you were my neighbor in Cardiff. I guess the, yeah. year, I, the year I hurt my knee and I'm lost. And uh, I'm like a lost puppy uh, mm-hmm. with Colby and Zoe. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun living by you, but I was a mess. Eh? <laughs> yeah. You had a tough year for you, buddy. Tough year for you. We love babysitting though, but yeah, you, uh, that was early in the year too, man. That was a, that was a long time. You were hurt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Then that was it. I think it was uh, November. The start of November is when it, 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 it was done. And I was I just... gonna say because the first couple games it was me, you, and Salty, me, you, and Salters on the line. I got that written down. We were the plan was we were supposed to be line mates that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, we're gonna have beautiful Lee going to the net, distracting everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging his hair, you yeah, know, in front of that. <laughs> and, then, and then me and you would just be buzzing around, eh? Yeah, buzzing around, just yeah, me dumping it in, you doing the skill stuff, salty in front of the net, fighting. <laughs> yeah, didn't last long though. Jeepers, no, no. no. didn't. I think I think the idea would have worked though. Lord I think it was. Yeah, I think it would have worked for sure. So I guess uh, your roommate is also Chris Colligan. He was my neighbor both years in Cardiff. We both moved across the bay. Um, and then you lived with him, right? 
Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we lived together for a year. We were supposed to live together, I guess, the second year too. But then I hung him up. But Cully's a great guy, great roommate. We had uh, we had a good time together for sure. Easy going guy. Awesome, awesome guy. Yeah, we spent yeah. quite a bit of time when he was my neighbor both years, and I miss that guy. Yeah. He's a he's a confirmed shed guy, but he's in the middle of a reno, you know. Yeah, he's in the middle of a reno. Yes, he was actually in town uh, a week ago coaching uh playing against Gatineau Olympics and Gatineau's obviously close to Ottawa so we were trying to connect but he was on a very tight schedule there I was kind of disappointed so if he ever listens to this I hope he hears this because I was disappointed that I couldn't meet up with him wow the plan he was gonna come on tonight but he's on a road trip again guy's a busy boy eh yeah there you go yeah yeah well anyway some of the things we would do in our spare time right was Mario Kart on Nintendo 64 oh geez yeah. Right, you were a, quite an average Mario Kartist, right? <laughs> uh, I think there's there times Colby beat you. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably Cully's spreading rumors. It got intense though. No, Me, I played those games. You you weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> quite average, quite average. I like to think I was good though, but yeah, Cully was pretty good. Cully was good. Who was he going with, Toad or Yoshi? <sighs> He'd always pick different guys, but he could just beat you even with Bowser, eh? <laughs> I just like we, I'd have a few freakouts for sure. Like we didn't talk for a, a, an hour or two after we'd play. You were competitive. You're a competitive little bugger, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't beat him. He was good. He was good for sure. Um, the other things we did to kill time was uh, you guys would play mini hockey with my son, eh? Yeah, yeah. We love babysitting. That was great. Every every time you told us, hey, can you watch Colby? We moved the tables over, set up a, a rink in, the, in our apartment. We're like, let's go. It's good. Oh, yeah. and it, it, was, it was awesome. I haven't seen Colby in so long. He probably doesn't even recognize me now. Well, I know. Have I like, he always brings up names, right? Because of, yeah. you know, and uh, he kind of remembers it, but uh, not totally. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I was going to have him come out here, but then I was, you know, He's got a playoff game tomorrow. I'm the coach. I had to get him to bed. You know, oh, he can say hi night. next time, right? He can curfew. say hi next. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm moving him back to D tomorrow too, so he's got to be sharp. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coach had to make a few changes. We're a little short-handed tomorrow, so you know we're gonna. How, t- old, how old is Colby now? <clears throat> Nine. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's under 11, which would be like Adam. We're two ages together here. So he's like the first year kid. How do you like coaching? I love it. It's uh, my favorite thing. I other the shed, a, the shed and coaching. Great. Yeah. You'd be a great coach. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. No, I re- really like it. Parents. I don't really talk to them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I realized that like, if you like, I want to coach the kids, that's what I want to do. And yeah. like, um, they have their group, right? They go stand in the lobby and all chit chat. And I just don't really feel like I need to be a part of those conversations. Yeah, I, probably, probably the smartest decision you can make for sure. Yeah. At the start of the season, I got into one or two conversations and I was like, well, I, I guess I, I really didn't need to know what you thought of who was playing left or right. Oh, wing, geez, you know, I, so I couldn't even imagine, man. I couldn't even imagine. No, but our team's awesome. Like the tightest group, like I've been a part of, like, honestly, they're, as close as the Cardiff teams we played on, like they love each other. Uh, they do anything for each other and uh, they all just want to hang out with each other. They're like best friends. They just want to play mini hockey and play hockey together. It's Hey, that's, that's all my best friends here from where I'm from. Same thing started when we were 
five, six years old, grew up playing hockey in Stittsville. We're all still best friends to this day. So that goes a long way. Well, and it's true. My best buddies from home are the ones I grew up playing hockey with. Yeah, there you go. So it goes a long way beyond hockey for sure. Yeah. And we even got the full team, two ales and hockey tails shirts made with their names and numbers on the back. And I gave them to them right before the first playoff game. We're two and oh in the playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) Shed boost. You know, know. yeah. Yeah. Give them a little booster, right? Give them some. You you know, what's interesting though, is some of the kids, like they all wear the shirts like every day, which is awesome. And they're wearing them to school and stuff because they say root beer on them instead of beers. Colby's idea, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. some of the kids are wearing them to hockey and then they're legit wearing it under the equipment and they're sopping wet. Do you know? I love it. I, I, I mean, they're wearing it all the time. They're not taking it off for hockey. <laughs> I love the, uh, I love the, the, you got the sweater there too. You got a two ales and hockey tail sweater or just dude, this is a Jersey, but yeah, there's a, I got a, like a hoodie underneath here, which is like literally my favorite hoodie I've ever oh, owned. Look at that. Hey, eh? I was going to say yeah. the yellow, the yellow liner of the sweater and the yellow two. I, I know it's the, my, the best I've ever matched in my life. And it's all two ales clothing say, folks. It's available say. at aleshockeytails.com and Herv the perv, just so you know, the new Cardiff Devils goalie. Uh, tomorrow is the last day. So, folks, whoever listens to this, the raffle ends if you listen to this like tomorrow, which nice. I bet you there's about 75 of you that will to 100. You sickos. Yeah, <laughs> uh, looks great. But, anyways, he's uh, um, the goalie. We're raffling off a game worn Cardiff jersey and his game used stick to help raise money for hemophilia for his nephew. Um, and then I'm also raffling off this jersey I'm wearing right now yeah. to raise money for um, Maxon Maloney, who is a kid in the UK who's got a, about a six-month battle with cancer on his hands, and he could use a little shed boost too. Um, so tickets are available at aleshockeytails.com, folks. People helping people, right? There we go. Yeah. Love it. So anyways, aleshockeytails.com, folks. Buy tickets. Don't be punks. Help people out, you know? Help them out. Okay. Uh, what else we got? So, yeah, you got babysitters. You're definitely that. Okay. The one thing I remember is uh, <clears throat> I was hanging on, right? I moved back. I'm still in the WhatsApp group chat with the team. I'm hanging on. I know I don't really belong anymore. I'm back home. It's over. And I was hanging on. And you had resigned. And then one day... You sent oh, a big, long thing to the team saying, I'm out. I can't come. And, and then you left the group chat after. And I was like, I really should leave the group chat too. And that's when I did. Oh, <laughs> ah, ah. uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a story. Are we getting into that? Are we diving into that a little bit? Jump right into it right now, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll jump into it. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I really feel like I became a, a good hockey player uh, in Cardiff, which is, which is the sad part of, of this. You were still, you were still really on the rise in your career. I'd say. Yeah. I, I started to play good hockey. You know, I was, I was what, 26, 27. And you really found uh, a role in uh, like what, what you were as a player, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I you know, looking back, I, I always joke with my buddies and people here. Like I really started to become a good hockey player around the time I stopped playing hockey. You know, usually it's all right. I'm getting to the point where, you know, you're, you're, you're losing your speed or you're losing this, you're losing that. I think I was easy, buddy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just mess up your leg and you can't walk anymore. But huh. I um, already lost the step anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyways, I like long story short is while I was in Cardiff, uh, you probably remember I was doing my firefighting course. Um, so I was doing all my online course and tests to keep me busy there between hockey, Mario Kart and uh, whatever else we were doing. And uh, the city of Ottawa fire hires every two years, uh, extremely competitive. Thousands of people apply only like less than 20 get in. Nice. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, Hey, this is the time to dedicate the summer to, tutoring i went to texas to finish uh, my firefighting course and i got all my certifications for structural firefighting and hazmat and uh i made the decision i basically just said listen like if, if ottawa fire was going to say here's a job or cardiff was going to resign you what would you do and that was the question i asked myself when i said i take a job with ottawa fire and start my life and and, and do that and the the shitty part about this am i allowed swearing yeah, you can do whatever you want in the shed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the shitty part about that was I wrote the test and there's a test and then a bunch of interviews after and I didn't pass the test. So um oh. that was the September of the year I was supposed to be in Cardiff. So and after you pulled out of Cardiff, you then didn't pass the test. So you were probably like, shit, I should have gone. Yeah, and and the worst and the worst part about this, which I'm going to say now, because I don't think anybody knows this is after I, I'd say it would be around October, November. I got, uh, I got a message from Lordo and he gave me a call and he said, come back. You know, I think he knew like, what are you doing? Like, come back. Yeah. I, I was still obviously skating a lot. I was in, I was working out like a maniac. Um, the week before I got that call, Wally, no word of a lie, I was in the gym being an idiot and I messed up my leg, like doing some stupid exercise. Eh? So he calls me and right away I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm coming, get me on a flight. And then I had to stop myself and say, gosh, Lord, oh, actually shit. Like I haven't like really moved in a week because I really messed up my leg. And, what did, what uh, was wrong with your leg? I was doing, you know, you know, cleans. Eh? I was doing some cleans oh, there good in the gosh. gym. And, yeah, you were, and this is when you're retired. Grow yeah. up, Herb. What are you doing <laughs> cleans for when you're retired? <laughs> Grow up. Staying in shape, you know, just in case. And uh, I, I really messed it up, and I was, I was limping around. And I remember Lordo said, "Okay, I'll give you a week. Like, let me know how it feels." And I have a buddy. I have a few buddies that worked at the rink here in Stittsville, so they let me go on. I'll never forget this. It was like 11 o'clock at night. They let me go on for a twirl there when, not, when everybody was done just to test it out. And it was the, one of the shittiest calls I had to make the next day I called Lord and I was like, listen, I went on the ice and I'm going to give you my honest opinion. My leg is messed. Like I, I won't be able to play for a couple of weeks. I would a hundred percent still come, but you're basically going to bring me to Cardiff to you know, get rehab for two weeks first rehab for two to three weeks first. And then at that point, so it, like, and the, you the, said this was September, October. So it's still yeah, so early. The, so the fire, I wrote the fire test in September and this would have been October, November ish when Lordo messaged me. 
because I remember I was still in some group and I, and I sent the picture to Mo or some chirping Mo and I had my shirt off flexing and Lordo sends me a message right after. He's like, you're still in shape, you know? And I'm like, yeah. And then from there it was like, come back. And, and again, like I'd been skating two, three times a week, but so that whole, that was the worst couple months I had signed. Given it up. Given it up. Failed the went, test. Went all in for fire, failed the test. Uh, got a call from Lordo, super excited, could definitely go back and play. Like I still had that passion. Messed up my knee doing stupid shit in the gym because I didn't have any like competitive thing in my life, right? So I was going, I was like working out like a maniac, didn't end up going to Cardiff. Now I'm back at home. No yeah. fire, no hockey. And and there there goes the story, man. It was it was a tough couple months for sure. It was, yeah. it, was it was shitty. That makes it even harder transitioning into the like into the real world, right? And like what yeah. you go through mentally be when when you're actually getting the offer to go where you want to go. And uh yeah, I guess uh, folks, if for all the folks listening, that is a hundred percent why you would never do cleans when you're <laughs> ever really. <laughs> I, I really never understood them to begin with. Western Michigan made me do them. I thought yeah. they were horse manure. And yeah. I, as soon as I left there, I said, you know what? I'm never doing those again till I got to Germany. And they made me do them there too. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. Exercise. And I was, I was just doing like, I was doing like the heaviest you could go. Right. Well, and then you snap your wrists and you're like, how can this be good for like, I'm you hurt your knee, your wrists, whatever. Yeah, Keep doing everything. cleans, Herb. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so is Mo still your best friend then? Mo, Mo, Mo sends me the odd message here or there. Just these 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 wanted to know if Mo was still your best friend. These want, yeah, yeah. No, Mo is like I would say we are probably best friends, but he does. He sends me some messages every now and then, and he wants to talk to me, but he hides it. You know, Mo, eh? Like <laughs> he tries to act all cool, like oh, I don't really want to talk. I yeah. don't really want to talk to you, but like he sends me a message and he wants to talk to me. You know, Mo, eh? Like the guy, the guy's big heart, lovable guy, but like to me, he comes off as like, oh, I hate her, but like for everybody listening, he absolutely loves me. Yeah, I you know. So, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know who else lived by us when we're if we're still into um how we know each other was Carl and Allie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We yeah. had a we had a great little roster in our apartment building or apartment complex, eh? Couple amazing nights there for sure. Me, you, Heidi, and Cully. Yeah, fantastic. That's all you need, right? You only need a couple, and Nick. you only need a couple guys to pull one off. And and the, and we did it. And we did it. We did. We had a few great nights just in that. That building was great too, man. Like waking up and looking at the water, like looking back at that. Oh, looking at water makes you happier, right? Yeah. And yeah. like you wake up and like, that's your view is Cardiff Bay. Of- Cardiff Bay in the ocean. And yeah. uh, what was the pub there, Wally? That was Eli so Jenkins. Fun. Eli <laughs> Jenkins, man. Oh, I should have put that on your poster. We yeah. got to get the poster updated. I got a picture of you and Zoe, Eli Jenkins with me. Eli oh, Jenkins. Yeah. I used to, that's where I used to go like in the afternoon, have a pint of Guinness and study some fire. And then you used to come for your, uh, your pre-dinner, your, yeah, your, your pre-dinner pint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. That's where I wrote my thesis. And I told you, if you ever need to study, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and do you remember my creepy stalker neighbors that also lived in the building? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Dan and Sarah, shout out to them. They got their jerseys. Do you know there's people wearing these jerseys to Cardiff Devils games now? Oh, man. I, I imagine. <laughs> I, I would love to go back. Oh, like, yeah. I would love to go back. It's... I want to. It's going to happen soon. Like, I, I want to go back. And there's, there's so many people that were, they were great. It was the best, best it... place in ever played. I agree. The people, yeah. the Welsh people are just fabulous. Yeah, top-notch people. Lush, like, folks. You're lush right yeah, is that what they exactly. say? Yeah. yeah okay um so then i guess we kind of got into it we got into what happened after hockey but where and what are you doing now so the complete opposite of flyer i'm actually in software and tech sales right now hey i got another question before we get into this though is after yeah. you turn down that and yeah. then how long until your knees better and then how does the itch go away then once you would kind of put your mindset to going back yeah, good question. So after, so after that happened, I was uh, like a lot of guys trying to land on their feet. I guess I was applying to a lot of positions in Ottawa and getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of no's. But I was working construction with with my dad and and his company. And I don't know if you remember, but when I was in Cardiff, I was dating a girl from Ireland. Yeah, navigating remember. lieutenant Bayfield Brewing Company plug there we go yeah and um i actually went back to ireland so i i went to ireland to live with her that was my first ever real job i was working for uh you moved to ireland yeah i went to dublin uh because i was just I, honestly that when whole, was this this was right after cardiff before was, you start this, the firefighting this was no 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 this was uh i this was after I failed the test, after Lordo called me, after Christmas that year in December in Ottawa. It was the new year. I went to Ireland because I had my dual citizenship and I got a job in sales for like uh, an e-learning software company. And I was living with my ex-girlfriend at the time. And I think a part of that was I was just so down that I didn't get into fire. The whole Cardiff thing flopped again. And I was like, get me out. of I felt this, I think inside, I was like, I need to be back. I need to either be back playing in Europe or I need to be back there somehow. Like I don't, I shouldn't be back home right now. Like it felt weird. And I being back there. home feels really weird at first. Like when you're home for Christmases and you're home for people's birthdays. And actually, even when like, I'd say it's like the start in August, right? When all yeah. the, the hockey guys leave and then stuff starts happening and teams yeah. are playing games and you're seeing what everybody's doing and you're just sitting at home and you're like, this is, this is weird. odd. It's a weird <laughs> feeling. Right. And, and the, and the feeling for me was like twofold because of the whole fire thing. And then actually thinking I was going to go back to Cardiff in, in the fall. So, so oh, yeah. was this test not something you could do again or? Yeah, yeah, it's the test. Was happened. it a was it a height test? Were you not no. tall enough to get on the roller coaster? <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't a height test. I w- I I wish it was just a fitness and firefighting test. They they they've changed it around now, but now I'm too far gone. But yeah. um anyway, so yeah, I went back I went back to Ireland, Wally, and and I I spent uh 
eight months in, in Ireland. And then I came back the following September um, for my best friend's wedding, who actually played, uh, he actually played in Brayhead uh, when we were there, Thomas Nesbitt. And then I just stayed. And that was the first time finally where I settled down and did not go back to, to Europe and said, all right, like, that's it. Get a job here in Ottawa and settle down. So and, you went back for a wedding, but you were with the gal in Ireland and you were working on, what were you working over there? You were doing the e-learning thing. E-learning there. And, and we were both supposed to go back to um, Canada to my best friend's wedding. I was, I was his best man. And uh, I went, she didn't. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so and then you didn't go back. And then I didn't. And then I didn't go back to uh, to Ireland. And then I here I am still in Ottawa. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So did you leave anything over there? Or did you bring it all back with? <laughs> did you not have much to bring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it happened at an airport, Wally. Another <laughs> funny. It's the whole year. Was she coming until the very last second, and then she I, said, "No, I'm not coming." 100% brother this was like right out of a romantic comedy like you couldn't you could not picture this this was both of us airport bags are packed air Canada line back to Ottawa she bet bails last second I'm pulling all my stuff out of her her uh her luggage oh yeah right out of a movie scene and then that's yeah. it that's the last time I saw her and that's the last time I went back there yeah. No, I don't know that you, you life decisions, right? You never know which yeah. way it's going to take you, but whatever decisions you make, you that's where you go. Right. Yeah. That year was a roller coaster for sure. After hockey. Sounds like it, man. Yeah. And I, it's weird. Right. Cause we never stayed in touch and it's like, you're so close with guys. You chat every day and then yeah. you go your separate ways and I'm going through my shit here and you're going through your shit there and nobody ever yeah. talks, right? Nobody ever talks, man. We never do. We never know. Shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to talk. I've got a lot of shit off my chest this year. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. This I have. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It feels good. Um, okay. So I see that one of your new hobbies is, or maybe it always was, was hunting on the poster. You hunt? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's probably anytime I can or every, definitely every weekend during hunting season, I'm gone. I'm, uh, I live, I live in a small town outside of Ottawa now called Elmont, and uh, we have a hunt camp in, in Lanark, which is another 20 minutes away from my house. So every weekend I'm, I'm off hunting during hunting season. Um, I grew up, like I didn't grow up hunting. My dad grew up hunting, so he, he'd always take me. And the problem is playing hockey, you, you, miss, know, yeah. you, miss, I, you miss everything, right? So when I've I, never gone hunting. I, I don't know if I don't think it's appealing to me because I don't couldn't see myself sitting quietly for hours at a time. So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> you know, it depends, depends what you're hunting. But after uh, after I stopped playing, that was uh, that became like my my passion. You're, and it was, it was yeah. I guess you could say it was in my blood. My family, my family's big hunters as well. So. And you would have, I, uh, you would have missed a lot of family trips and all that during hockey. Cause during like hockey, I never got to do it. So when I stopped playing, that was my, uh, yeah, that was, I guess my escape was hunting. So every, every chance I get now I'm, I'm off somewhere hunting deer, turkeys, ducks, coyotes, anything you can think of. Yeah. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, hopefully you're better at it than you are at Mario Kart, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I guess we never got into what are you still doing the software thing now? 
Yeah. So I, I, I got into recruiting. The recruiting and staffing industry was my first job that I landed here in Ottawa. And uh, funny enough, the, the guy that helped me get into that industry was played at Holy Cross and was another hockey player. So like the hockey definitely. There's always a connection, man. There's always a connection. It comes around full circle, right? It, it, it definitely comes around full circle. And then I, uh, I, I was in that staff IT staffing industry for about four years. And then just very recently, I, uh, I switched over to, uh, uh, sales executive position selling, uh, like security software now for a company. So I'm in software sales executive or account executive, one of the, the same thing, sales executive, right. account executive. So sales for, uh, yeah, security software. It's, uh, and it's been fun. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. Um, so you like it? I do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's competitive if you're in sales, right? There, there you go. That's the biggest thing. It is competitive. And as you know, like, I mean, hockey players were competitive and everything is, you know, you like, I guess metrics, right? So everything's monitored, right? Like it'd be like your goals, assist penalty minutes, everything, same thing in sales, how much you close, what do you have in the pipeline? So I like that about it. And, and, uh, I like the competitiveness. I, I like oh, hockey really, you know yeah. what, when I, when I first came home, a lot of companies would kind of use that against me and say, Oh, you don't, you don't have a lot of experience other than hockey. And now yeah. that I've, yeah. I've broken into actually being a real contributing member of society, you're not just a hockey that, player now. Yeah. Or? Every time co- now I get messages from companies all the time. Like, Oh, like, yeah, great, great resume, great experience. And you play professional hockey. That's an awesome. We love athletes. I'm, I'm always thinking to myself, like, oh, you yeah, did, you yeah, did. you didn't five years ago. Yeah, you did. You, exactly. You didn't five years ago when I was applying. Oh. But now that I've, I've, I've done well and, and kind of moved up. Now you do. Somebody's got to give you a chance. Somebody's got to get you the start. Right. And yeah, uh, it takes someone taking a chance on you and believing in you. And shout out to Superheat. Thanks for everything you did for me. They took a chance on me. Um, but like, I agree when you're a hockey guy, you're competitive, but you're also a team player. You'll help your teammates and you want to be good at what you do, right? You got pride in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, sales seems like a great fit and I get to meet a lot of different people and have conversations like this all the time. So it's, uh, it's great. I love it. I love it. It's been, it's been a great experience. I did a team meeting this was yesterday with my team. I was yeah. out, I was out in the shed and the, yeah. jer- the jerseys hanging in the background and three of my team members were wearing two ales and hockey tails hats. It was, oh, it, it was just heartwarming. There you go. It's beautiful. Eh? Love but it. What the thing I love about uh, doing this is like, there's also competitiveness to this as well. Right. Cause they yeah. rank. They rank the podcast every day. And like, I never did this to have listeners, but then once like you start seeing it on there and you're like, so like the harder I work, the higher you go up. And it's like, well, how, like, I just, I feel like it would be really hard to outwork me at drinking beers and talking to my friends. Right. That's <laughs> what, when, when you sent me a message, I was like, man, this is, this is what, this is Wally's living right here. Oh. I would sit down with a few pints and talk to people like, oh. all right. Gosh. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, I'll get up at five in the morning to do it. And like, I text people like, this is what I got with the family, hockey, coaching work. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can do it at this time. Uh, and like, everybody's making the time for me. And it just warms my heart because I do love it, man. It's yeah. when you talk passion, 
talking to people about hockey in my shed and catching up with dudes. Like I haven't seen you since 2016. I didn't know any of that shit happened. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people do. I think Cully was maybe Cully from, from Cardiff anyways, maybe Cully was the only guy that kind of knew what was going on, but yeah, like, yeah. And he went back crazy. that next year, right? He was, and he went, yeah, we were going to be roommates again. Like we were, we were you guys, all, were, you guys were tight. You guys were boys. Yeah, we were tight. We, we got along really well. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I, for sure. Shout out to Cully there. He's a great roommate, but uh, yeah, great dude. Yeah, great dude. Okay, moving on. Um, we have we've just been talking here, so we better get into this, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Growing up in Stittsville, Ontario. That's by Ottawa, then. Yes, yes, it's in the city of Ottawa. It's about twenty minutes from actual like downtown Ottawa. Okay, um, so it's a suburb, you could say. Yeah, yeah, I would call it that. Yes, that yeah, suburb. So, how do you get into hockey if your family's hunters? <sighs> well. My, like, I didn't grow up with a family that was really into hockey. Like, my, my family's Italian, so my dad came here from over there and got into construction with my grandfather. My dad played hockey until um, my grandfather basically decided not to drive him to the rink anymore, and he was like, oh, you got to do, you know, you got to work. Construction, no hockey. So, shout out to my parents, because without them, I probably would have never made it anywhere in, in life, let alone hockey. But they got me into hockey when I was young. I played for the Stittsville Redmen at the time, which is now changed, obviously, with all the, you know, the rules of how you can call teams. But I got into right. hockey and, uh, like, again, like four years old, four or five years old in Stittsville. And, and then it became your passion. And that you just- became my that's your, all your parents put you into it and you just took it from there. That's it. That's pretty simple. That's, that's all it became. It was hot, whether it was hockey at the rink or waking up and playing road hockey, skating on a rink. Like that's, that's all I cared about. Hockey, hockey, hockey growing up. I understand. My parents yeah. weren't hockey people at all either. And uh, they just put me in it and there that's you go. It. Yeah. 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 Then it's over. <laughs> over. Over yeah. from there for sure. So what was Stittsville? Is that triple A, single A? What are you doing up there? Well, I started in the minor hockey with Stittsville Redmen. And then now it's all changed here, but back then we only went to like double A, right? Like there was no triple A. Double A was the Ottawa Valley Titans. Okay. That because so, I the research team saw the Ottawa Valley Titans. I was assuming that was triple A and you're going all over but the place. That would be so now that would be triple A. So okay. that's that was the highest level. And and below the below the Titans was uh the, the, the Goldburn Rams, which is basically Goldburn was like the county, Stittsville, Richmond, Munster, like uh small towns around I, there. I've hardly been out that way, man. I don't know it at all. Yeah. Well, Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa Valley. Yeah, you, and if you haven't been there, then you're, you know, the Ottawa Valley can take you anywhere from, like, I would say half an hour outside of Ottawa to an hour, if not more, an hour and a half, two hours outside of Ottawa. So, um, yeah, that was that was the the highest level. And then I started playing for for the Titans, and that's it. Then Yeah, okay. So, uh, I got uh, – then you get to the Canada Stallion. So – how far away is Canada? That's right by home too. Then Canada and Stittsville are basically attached. So when, when I was playing minor midget for the uh, Titans, that's your OHL draft year. And the year you get um, drafted to junior a 
at that time, I don't know how it works now, but at that time, the junior A team that is closest to where you live, they will protect two players from minor midget. Uh, two players that they don't want to enter to the draft. So I got protected by Canada because I was close to Canada. So uh, then you have to play for them. and But otherwise, there'd be a draft of where you have to play junior? Exactly, yeah. So he, at that point, each team would protect two players that are basically like, those were, <clears throat> excuse me, those would be your 16-year-old junior A players, the two guys. And then after that, you would go into the junior A draft. Uh, so I, I got junior a draft. Is that normal? Honestly, Wally, I don't know what it's like now. I know a lot of stuff has changed, but back then that's how it worked is there was two, two protects. And I even could be wrong. I had two or three protects. And then everybody else in that, everybody else that if you weren't protected by a junior a team, you were like, how do you played for Hawkesbury? So like, if, if these teams didn't protect you, then you go into a draft, but you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a good year and, and they protected you. So you play for Canada. So I just, I, I, I find yeah. it interesting when, uh, you know, tier two junior a, like realistically, um, you're not really going for the NHL at that point and to have a draft and like tell kids where they're going to live their next couple of years, their life's kind of weird. Like you'd well, think they'd get to decide. <laughs> Well, no, no, yeah, okay. So, the the better the better way to explain that is based off like your minor midget year where you played. If you were protected, you were protected by a team that was very close to you, so you don't have to relocate at all. Mm-hmm. And and even like Ottawa being as small as it is, um, you know, I could be living in anywhere, and the the only far teams would be like Hawkesbury, where where Huddy played, which is like outside of Ottawa and close to like Quebec. And then Pembroke Lumber Kings, like that's almost like a two hour trip, but that's still. Is this the same league as the Brockville Braves? Yeah. Yeah. Exact same league. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to Doug Andrus. He's a, he was a Brockville Brave legend (laughs) way back when, but okay. Yeah. Same league. All right. So you start with Canada. So they're not that good. Maybe. Uh, We weren't good at the first uh, the, the, when I was there, no, we, we, I think we made the playoffs my first year and then we, we played Pembroke Lumber Kings at the time. They were absolutely stacked. I it. just was wondering why you got traded in junior. What were you, were you <laughs> ca- causing a ruckus in the locker room? <laughs> I, I, I actually, honestly, I wanted to, I wanted to get trade. Like I, I hate saying this, but I, I didn't like it there in the sense that the, the they weren't good and, and uh it wasn't yeah well if I you get on it. a bad junior team like if you want to get to the next level it's hard to be found when you're on a 10th place junior team yeah and and at the, i mean i my yeah but see it was a little it was different for me like i i committed to robert morris in my rookie year of, of mm. canada so i committed when i was in like grade 11 in high school which was early why good question um do you have an answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean looking back at it while you got you it, got in the first car that drove up to the corner and said hey will you get in my car and you're like yes i will <laughs> yeah, cabinet maker bayfield brewing company yeah i yeah. went like i went on a on a trip to to clarkson and that you know what when i look back at it wally that was the one thing that i would have maybe changed is like take your time Take your yeah. time, Herb. 
you know, like yeah. Yeah. Colgate Clark's in a bunch of schools and, and I committed to Robert Morris and I, I will never regret it. Cause some of my best friends are on Robert, like Robert Morris. I've, I've been to their weddings and we're best friends to this day, but I did commit young for sure. Um, but you're, yeah. You're so like, yeah, I understand they're the best friends and, but like for hockey career sake, Speaking, you, you, speaking in just in terms of hockey career sake, right, yes, right. I committed too early. Right. That was, that's, that's something that I would definitely have changed. I was in grade 11, man. Like I didn't No, that's know. what I mean. I like when I was looking at your stats here or whatever, the research team was hot. I saw when you got traded, I'm like, I bet you he committed around that. And they're like, well, he's going to be out of here after this year anyways. So let's trade him for the playoff push. But then you yeah, get so another I, year. So the, a, a big reason why I went, I committed to RMU is because they wanted me there as a true freshman. Oh, young punk. So, so that was appealing to me. And then that ended up not happening because I shattered my wrist when I went to Smith Falls doing and, uh, in the playoffs. And I missed like two, three months. I couldn't do anything for two, three months. It was pretty bad. So I was one, I was very young Two, I was very small. And my, uh, the coach at RMU was like, you know, you might be better off putting on some weight here and playing another year of junior and then coming to us as opposed to like trying to squeeze in a month and a half of training and coming to us as an 18 year old punk. That's like 150 pounds. And that's you know? probably the right decision. It was, it was the right decision. I had an amazing year at Smith Falls. I ended up playing for team Canada that year. So it was a good decision for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, I got some stuff written down there. So I guess we'll move on from the Canada thing, eh? Whatever. Whatever, right? yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, your third year in Smith Falls, then I guess that's after breaking your wrist. How'd you break yeah. your wrist? Is that a slash? No, I – so I got traded from Canada to Smith Falls kind of mid-year that year. Smith Falls that year was was awesome. Like, and I knew some guys on the team, and they were a top team. Us and Pembroke were two of the best teams in the league, and – like Mark Borowiecki was, was on that team. And I, I think we had seven guys committed to division one on, uh, on Smith falls that year. So we, we made it to the finals against Pembroke and it was literally just two guys that didn't even have the puck. Me and a guy, I forget his name, but his last name was Wilson. That's all I remember. We just ran into each other. I went to the bench and oh. I was like, I was feeling this pain in my shoulder and I remember the trainer and Pembroke's not, you know, we're not anywhere near like a very nice hospital or anything. And I remember yeah. the trainer coming up to me and, and grabbing my shoulder. Cause he's like, Oh, your shoulder's probably dislocated. And as he's doing that, my wrist is, you know, flailing around, flailing. Flailing yeah. around. and then he kind of stops and he goes, I'll never forget this. He goes, Oh, that's, that's not right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro- broke that, but it was completely just running into a guy like we both weren't looking and no slash. Well, right. that's when it happens, right? Those when yeah. injuries happen when you don't realize you're going to run into someone, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, You did run a muck that year though. eh? So you did get over that injury because you had 68 points and 48 games played the, that last year. Yeah, I had, a, I had a good year and I think I was pretty motivated. The fact that I was, in my head, I was ready to go to college that year and, then and everybody, yeah. ev- and everybody thought I was going to go as a, as a true freshman. So that summer I was pretty determined to, uh, to show everybody you should have been in school. Yeah, correct. Great. Yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, had a good year. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Um, 
one thing I forgot to ask when I uh, sent you, I was doing this and yeah. uh, I said, whatever you do, you send the thing and you see yeah. the list of guys. And uh, you said you fought Yannick Tifu. My, why, my, why are you fighting teeth? My first ever East coast game after RMU, I, I signed it. What's he fighting you for? The guy's a legend at the coast and you show up out of RMU and <laughs> You know why? And this is, this is why. So I, my first ever East coast game, I'm playing for Trenton and I am, I'm playing like, as you would in college. So you're upsetting people. Oh yeah. You're upsetting people. And some guy is just skating up the boards for Reading, And I just absolutely, you know how I play. Like I smoked him while he, and and this is my first ever pro game. I turn around within three seconds. There's, there's, fucking gloves everywhere gloves everywhere so i'm like oh this isn't college anymore yeah i had those incidents too yeah 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 and uh i just ended up it we were winning so i think tifu he was the captain at the time and he he was you know like i'm gonna be a captain here and step up to the plate and but you would beat him up right I like I I I don't even do that. I I feel like he's tall and lanky, but like you're so short. If you got inside, I feel like yeah, be more powerful from low. But he has longer arms and is ganglier. It wasn't it wasn't like the greatest fight. Like it was decent, but I I also got in shit because my uh, my fight I didn't do up my fight strap, which is a big Mm. penalty in the coast. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So when we got to the bench, the trainer don't know until you know, right? (laughs) Yeah, the trainer grabbed me, and we went to the room, and he he purposely taped up my pants in the fight strap to tell the refs like, Hey, it got Tifu ripped it. Like when we were fighting or else I would have got a fucking whatever, like another five minute or I think he got a 10 minute or yeah. Or something like that. So the trainer was like, Hey, actually look, it ripped, but he made it look ripped because he put a bunch of tape around it when it actually wasn't. So that was my, that was, I think that was like my second or third shift in the coast. Just like scared. I, I remember doing some things in the coast that like I did in college. Right. And nothing ever happened. And then as yeah. soon as I did them in pro, like, yeah, I, I was going to get beat up by the biggest, scariest guy on the ice immediately. Oh, for sure. And I was lucky that, and I was lucky that it was Tifu. not saying he's yeah. not a guy, but like, it wasn't. Some... No, you are lucky. It was Tifu. I'll say yeah. that teeth. Yeah. Leaf, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, if, yeah. When I did the one thing, so I, we were going near the end boards and I gave a guy a whammy and he went like feet first into the end boards. Yeah. And then like the big guy came off the bench and I was like, Oh, oh yeah. no, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, no. it wasn't like Tifu skate that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not college anymore. When you're wearing cages and just running into guys a thousand miles per hour and sticks the worst, flying everywhere, just yeah, high sticks, everywhere. high sticks <laughs> everywhere. The worst thing was, it was a clean hit too. Like I didn't get a penalty for the hit. I just laid the guy out. So I turn around and I'm like, Oh, what a hit. Like, welcome. And then I turn around. And I'm like, Oh shit. I don't think I could do this anymore like you know oh good stuff all right um okay so um one thing i got though is your last year also in smith falls 10 points and five playoff games yeah i mean you only play five playoff games and you get 10 points we we didn't make it far i don't i so you're out first round and you're getting two points a game yeah we're out we're out uh 
we were out early that the year, the year before when I broke my wrist, that's when we made it to the finals. Like that was the year we had it. But then because we had seven D one commits, six of them left. Yeah. And I was the last guy still there. Still it there. Out. So we, uh, we lost some really good players there. Yeah. What was this series in the, when you went to the finals, were you close? Uh, I don't, I don't really remember. I it's don't a long time ago nowadays, isn't it? It was, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So then, but that is when you play for team Canada is your last year, last year. Yeah. So what is this, this team Canada, this is the best junior, junior A players from Canada. your league. No. From, How many leagues? Well, there's a team Canada West and a team Canada East. That's it. So, so it's the best Eastern Canadian junior A players and the best Western. Canadian. So you got all of Ontario, the out on Quebec, on, out East. Um, and then you're playing the, the, yeah, the, uh, Saskatchewan league, probably yeah, Alberta BCHL. And then the tournament we had Germany, Russia, USA. Uh, really? What leagues yeah, are they from? Like what were the Germans? These guys, from? So USA was all, all, all USHL guys. And these were all Americans that were committed to the, uh, you know, like the, the BU Boston college, mm-hmm. Like something, when I look back at that squad, like they were pretty stacked, like Wisconsin. And then the Russian team, actually, if I, I looked like a few years ago back at that Russian team, they had got like, like Dmitry Orlov. Um, they had a couple guys that were in like in the show, like a really good team, but they didn't, the Russians didn't do that well. Like they weren't, they weren't a team. They're were really skilled, but they weren't, you know, I understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know where I'm getting at that one but yeah yeah it was were, yeah it was great it was a great tournament really good hockey we got bronze usa won gold and team canada west silver i'll never forget watching a couple practices from like eastern europe right where you like in the continental cup or whatever you play yeah. you see them practice and you see their coaches like none of those players were having fun they were at work like they oh, yeah and when you talk about being a team like they're, they weren't there for the fun. They were there for the paycheck, and that was their job. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, but that you guys were just kids back then. You guys were playing for the love back then, right? Yeah, I mean, we were ki- we were was under nineteen, right? So we were all all still young kids. It was basically honestly all it was is that the World Junior A Challenge was all committed NCAA guys playing Junior A that are about to leave to go play college. Right. So right. nobody's, I, when the research team was looking at it, I was thinking there'd be a lot of schools there watching for like recruiting, no. but they've already recruited you. They're, they're coming to see their players play. Yeah. Like I would say most guys, honestly, while they were already committed to schools, yeah. but yes, there were obviously still a ton of schools there because there, there were still some players there that ended up making the team that weren't committed yet, but like teams but like USA fully committed. Usually. Right. Yeah. I'm curious what the German team was. It's probably just their under 19 German team. I so you know it's funny. I was just talking to my buddies about this because I was I I watched the German versus Canada Olympic game this past men's Olympics in Beijing, and I there's a massive guy and they the the announcer started talking about this massive German guy in the power play and his last name was Wolf. Michael, now, Michael, not Michael Wolf. It's the younger one. 
you would have, you, Dave, you David played, Wolf, David, there Wolf. you go. So David Wolf was on the German team that we played against in the, in the world junior eight challenge. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember he, when he was a young punk, he played for Krimachow and he yeah. was a, he was a big boy, like a bull at China shop, but like as an 18 year old playing pro. And yeah. then he ended up going to the AHL and like, he yeah, close to the show. He was a I think big he, boy I think, played a mean game. I think he might've played a, a game or two, honestly, to tell you the truth. Maybe, I don't know, but he was, I, uh, I remember that kid. Yeah. There's a picture of us. I think it was the first game we played in that tournament was against Germany. And I was playing, I was, I was playing on the wing and I was lined up against David Wolf and you could, you could imagine that he's a lot bigger than you. you So that's how uh, you're 31 now. eh? You're still a young punk. eh? I was a young punk and my line too. Like my, my line mate was Riley Smith who plays for Vegas. So that was your line mate. I had him written down. He was the guy on my notes. He's right here. Riley Smith. So that guy was playing uh, tier two as well. Did he go NCAA? Yeah, he went, he was committed to Miami of Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Brandon Peary was on that team, I think would be the, those would be the two most notable guys from that team that played, play in the show or played. Some, and you went to Robert there. Morris. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. No, I bet you there weren't that many uh, colonials in that tournament. I, I think I was the only colonial in that tournament ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think, but the other thing is, is you also broke your wrist and you didn't know that was going to happen. Right. So. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, de- they're, when I was in RMU, there's. Uh, Why were you in such a rush to get to college? Why do you want to go as a freshman? Did, like a I, true freshman. Why? why well, you, yeah, I don't know. Were you ready? Know, to, were you ready to leave home? Cause I actually got the same offer to go to Northeastern and I chose not to go. Cause I didn't feel like I was ready. And I broke my thumb the year that year. <laughs> So, I, don't, I don't know like you're so young right i'm in grade 11 like i don't i, I don't know. know i don't know what i, I thought you're just worried about like the high school dance at that point you know yeah and, and like <laughs> my parents had never gone through like the the hockey route so they didn't know right and you have a, a school giving you a your, your your kid a full scholarship and how do you say no how, you know and like i said like i went on a, on a visit to clarkson and i was talking to colgate rpi and a few other schools at the time and that would be in terms of hockey, like not, not the relationships I've built at RMU and the amazing four years I've had there and the amazing guys I played with. But in terms of hockey, looking back, yeah, I, you know, I probably shouldn't have committed to the first school when I was in yeah. high school, you know? Yeah. Not. Yeah. But anyway, so Riley Smith was pretty good in that tournament. Yeah, he was, he was very good. Brandon, him, Brandon Peary and Riley Smith uh, were two pretty Stand did, out how'd player. you guys do in that tournament bronze we got bronze bronze yeah, yeah. that's whatever yeah yeah, yeah. who would have yeah. won it uh usa yeah 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 they're gonna win a lot of stuff if we ever play countries against countries again they'd win a lot now i think yeah hopefully not but yeah they were strong in that turn. again like we had these these were guys that were ushl like bc like the big big dog commits say eh? and we had oh yeah you know, you, you know how it's how it is. Well, you played at, at Western Michigan, so like they, that that's the kind of caliber that the, those guys were. And I'm not well, saying we well, were, Western we were, Michigan back when I went, what like it wasn't what it is now. They're 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 high end, man. They're 
They got uh, Ethan Frank, episode 98.5. It's up for the Hobie Baker, folks. Don't forget to put your votes in. Oh, um, but yeah, they're in the, they're, I think, ranked fifth in the country right now, Western Michigan. But it, 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 that's the thing, right? Everybody goes to school. Like you obviously went there before you committed or not. Did you see it? Yeah, I went to Army before I committed. Yeah. So, like when I went to Western Michigan, like it, whatever, I, it was, it just felt like home as soon as I went there. It was like it wasn't too yeah. big. It was like, there's still country, there are fields around. And like, yeah, it yeah. just felt like home as soon as I went there. And, uh, you know, you commit That's to a where you commit. That's right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the, your four years there then. What's the barn like at Robert Morris? Uh, it's off campus barn. So right away it's, it's, that's a tough one because Pittsburgh's uh, an amazing city. It's an amazing city. One of the most underrated cities. Where Second is your, it's in where? Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. Moon Township, Pennsylvania, which is, uh, I don't know, 20 some minutes outside of the actual downtown of Pittsburgh. So like we, on, you know, the days when the, the Friday and Saturday, when you pull off a good, good weekend there, as you know, on Saturday, you get the green light. We got to go to downtown Pittsburgh and right. party with you pit Duquesne, um, you know, Penn state was, uh, I think two hours away, but it was, it was a great city to be in for sure. Huh? So, yeah. yeah. So you're, but it's a big city, right? Like it's a lot of action. I found when I went to Northeastern, like there's so much going on, so many people and whatever, like it didn't yeah. really feel like a team where like in Kalamazoo, there was like, there was school, there was hockey and there wasn't that much distraction. Yeah. So they're here. I mean, put it this way, like when you go downtown on a Saturday night after sweeping a team and you're, you end up being at a club and there's the university of Pittsburgh basketball team there or football team. You're a, you're a chump. You're no one, you know, yes, I do know. <laughs> I went to Western Michigan. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but Pittsburgh in, in terms of the, the barn there, it was off campus. It was close to campus, but it was off campus. It was a good barn. Like it wasn't by any means crappy. It's just, if that barn was on campus, it'd be in a, it'd be packed. But the off campus. How many think, students are at Robert Morris's? Oh, it's, it's, it's a smaller school, Wally. Like I, oh, what'd you take small, there? Corporate communications corporate communications yeah hmm. yeah huh. um okay uh that was a pretty young program though i'm pretty sure they were just getting started around when i'm getting recruited i think they sent me a pamphlet or two yeah they yeah it was a pretty young program um uh, still is pretty young but since then they've done like they made it to the tournament i think twice since i left so they they're starting to get some better recruits and yeah they're doing well like they're it's a good program. Now. Well, if, yeah. If you're in the tournament, you're doing well for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your best college night on or off the ice? Best college night on or off the ice. Wow. I mean, again, a lot of fun nights where we got a party like at bars and clubs in a nice city in the States, which, you know, you, a lot of guys playing college, you're in a small town that you don't really get to do. So, um, we did win. We won a, a, a big tournament. Actually, it's on the photo there for the podcast. We won a tournament and we played at the console energy center where the pens played and we beat uh, Miami of Ohio in the, in the final. That was a big moment. But I remember my junior uh, freshman year, 
we actually we were on like ESPN and stuff. They were calling it at one point one of the bigger upsets in college hockey. We were like one of the last ranked teams, and we swept Miami of Ohio that year. Swept them. Swept them. Swept them. And that was uh, that was a pretty crazy moment for the program because the week before we got swept by Lake Superior State at uh, at RMU. And it was around Christmas break when there was only like two teams on campus. There was like men's basketball, women's basketball and men and women's hockey. And we got swept. And instead of, you know, going with our tail between our legs and being good students, we threw a banger yeah. in the dorm rooms, which yeah. long story short, cops got called. Campus police got called. After we just got lost. After we just lost. After we just got lost, there was a lot of threats of the program being, you know, the cops were there, guys were getting ushered out and, and police. So needless to say, it was the hockey program was in hot water after that weekend. But then the fall, literally the following weekend, we sweep Miami of Ohio. And everything's good. And everything's good. It's like, okay, <laughs> these guys can play hockey. Winning and, and losing, I tell you, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. NBA Lieutenant Bayfield Brewing Company. Yeah. So, uh, that, that would probably, those two weeks was, was a pretty cool roller coaster to see like, you know, the difference. The coach, yeah. The difference. Like our coach, we, we all, we almost did the miracle drill. I'm not joking. I remember we walked into the rank Wally and our coach was sitting there in the, above the, above our room. And, uh, he pulled up the police report and, uh, he got every, he sat everybody down and he goes, <laughs> Like, you know, and he was just reading name. It didn't have our names, but he was like, uh, man says his name was Jimmy something and ran away from cops. And he looks up and he's like, huh. And they described the guy as like six foot two blonde hair. I wonder who that could be. Right. So like they had the full report. We went on the ice. He did. He sat down on a chair in the middle of the ice wall. <laughs> and he did the, again, I, I'm telling you it was straight from miracle guys were puking. Uh, he kicked guys off the team at that point. It was done. I was like, man, I don't think I'm ever playing college again. And uh, the following weekend, yeah, Miami of Ohio sweep. So that was that was kind of epic. Yeah, it would be. No, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'd be fun to do too. Yeah. So then, did you have another shaker after that? Then? Oh, yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah, we were good for that. We were good for that. Yeah, we had a few shakers. Good. I'm good. saying after you beat Miami of Ohio, right after the police report, did you have the balls to throw another one or not? I think I'm. I'm sure we did, Wally, but we didn't have the balls to do what we did the uh, after the Lake State sweep there. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. We, we, when you lose and then you have a big party, it's it. It doesn't look good, right? But at Western yeah. Michigan, we sure did that because we lost a lot. I think my senior year, we won like six games, man. And it was like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, like, you're not going to party. We got to blow, we, we got to blow some steam off because when yeah. we show up to practice on Monday, we're going to get bag skated for two and a half hours for sucking. So yeah. we better have fun on Saturday. We'll see Might you Monday. Well. Yeah. Might as well, right? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. You got to blow sure. off the steam somewhere. And if you're just yeah. going to bag skate and hate hockey the whole week, then, well, it's going to be terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. may as well stay a team. Right. That's and that's what you know. That's what you learn in college too. It's like, hey, shitty weekend. Let's go out. You know, have some beers and come back Monday. We're all gonna get yelled at Monday. But you, you, you all know what you're in for, and like yeah, you, you, you know do it together. You, you become a team. Like you yeah. become brothers. I the the college relationship. Like I don't know. Like you, 
you're so tight. You do everything together. Like every waking moment you're with guys, yeah, right? I mean, these guys and, and RMU is small too. So like I'm, I'm in, you know, work out at five in the morning with these guys, then practice, then classes with these guys. Then you live with them and you, you get in that rhythm. And exactly like you said, it's like, Hey, we know well, what we're they're in for. family. They're, they're, they're family. literally family. <laughs> yeah. And then these guys are my best friends to this day and I'm in their weddings. And it's, it's, that's the one thing I'll never regret about RMU is that the quality of guys that were there for sure. So it was, it was a great time. Yeah. Okay. So then were you guys ever good though, <laughs> when you're there? Yeah. So my senior year, we, we were pretty good. We actually, my senior year, we, it was the first, not maybe not the first time, but up in that area of being ranked top 20, like we, the, what was the site mm. there? Wally USCHO was one. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. one. So we were, we, we were ranked top, and then we had a, a first, we, we lost out in the first round, which was, we, we shouldn't have done like we were better. Or than else that. you might've had it. Yeah. I got Yeah. You. So, so that we, my, my senior year, we were pretty good. And then actually the last one of the was either the year after the or two years after I left, the guys made the tournament. And they were, they made the highest ever ranking for RMU. I forget what it was, but it was, it was pretty good. So that like, as I said, a young program, but they're, they're definitely, they were headed in the right direction. They started getting some good guys, but yeah, we won a tournament. That's about it. When I was there, like no big, no big right. trophies no. or anything. Yeah. No, I hear you. We didn't win any trophies either. Okay. So then um, when it ends, how do you get to Trenton? How do you end up playing at the coast and being one of those guys? You know how many guys NCAA season ends and they show up to the East coast practice the next day. When I yeah. was in Dayton, man, I couldn't believe it. I had been that kid in the AHL the year before, but I didn't even realize like even in the East coast, those guys that have been making their, five, 600 bucks a week. I'm yeah. like, this is their job. This is their livelihood. And you yeah. show up to practice on a Wednesday, like you've been doing all year. And then all of a sudden there's two new kids out of college. And then all of a sudden the guy that's been there all year isn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I had a local agent at the time. Like I had a pretty decent senior year at RMU. Like it was probably my only good year to tell you the truth. Like well, you're okay. first, I think all your years, like you get 15 points in college. You're, you're a pretty good hockey player. Yeah. My first year was good. Second year should have done better. Third year. It's funny. I never got scratched. I was one of the youngest guys to play there. The third year is the first time I ever got healthy scratched in my life. I got healthy scratch like nine times. Same, and same coach, same coach. And, uh, college you know college like it's like a it's like a football it's like you, you uh, get a you get a, a playbook of, of, of stuff to it, looking back at it too like if we are going to go down that route it's like I might have actually been like better suited for like an OHL more free flowing just what yeah. play yeah. hockey as opposed to like here's a playbook of plays of face-off draws like there's six of them and I'm going to call them out and practice. And if you don't get it right, I'm going to blow the whistle and I'm going to yell at you in front of all 25 guys on the ice. Um, and then but, healthy scratch you yeah. <laughs> in so your junior year, junior year, which is the year, as you know, is when guys turn it up, right. Junior. And senior that's when year. you really get finding your groove. Yeah. That's when you find your groove finally. And you start putting up numbers. And I did the opposite. I had a decent freshman year, meh, sophomore year, junior year, sitting in the stands. And senior year, I remember that summer, I said, 
all right, if you want to play pro or whatever, you're just going to have to go in there. And, and what I remember having a, a talk with my coach and I'm like, you know what, we haven't had this. I'm going to play the way I'm playing. That's it. I, I'm going to let me play hockey. I'll, I'll play the systems, but like, so I, you, I gotta, you had, you had the nuts as a kid in college to go in and talk to your coach like that before senior year, I had a conversation with him and I said the last couple of years, I wasn't confident. I was, I literally told him, I'm like, I was honestly scared of making mistakes, not, you know, college, dump the puck in, don't hold the puck, dump it in and skate in there and run somebody over. And I had the conversation with him. Like I wasn't, I'm last three years. I haven't been confident. Like I want to play my game. And this is my senior year. And I remember, I mean, I showed up, I had a great like kind of training camp. I was in really good shape and I actually ended up playing with confidence and look what happens. Right. So I'm playing with confidence, doing anything in life with confidence it, um, yeah. changes things. Right. Let's it's not just hockey, but like in hockey, it's crazy when you have confidence or don't how it changes the way you play. And every, every time you, every time you tuck, touch the puck, yeah. Like the difference you make with it is all about the confidence you have. A hundred percent. I kind of went in there with a don't give a shit attitude. I've got one more year to, to really. And have sometimes like a- that can work, right? If the coach pushes you to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I had, I had, I had the skills to do it. I just, it was, it was a mindset for me, right? It was, it was what was going on in between the years. And uh, it's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. And I had a good year and I, I just through family friends, there's a, a local guy here uh, who's a, a, a good agent and represented some kind of, I would say bigger players like NHL caliber guys. And he, uh, he got me into, I don't know, there was a, a few teams that were looking for guys at the end and I ended up going to Trenton and uh, I don't even, I don't, I don't even think I practiced with them Wally. I got there slept at a guy's place, played the next day. And I went on a, a road trip to Reading, Wheeling and Elmira was a beautiful, beautiful scenic road trip there on the coast sleeper bus. You're a sleeper rookie though. Bus. So you got to be right at the back in the, the, the pig pen with all the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> you're not allowed right to get them. You're not a, I remember the Dayton bus. There's all the nice sleeping beds. And then there's just like a pig pen in the back for all the rookies. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember where I slept or whatever. And I remember, I think there one night I barely slept. And then you get to, you got to wheeling like in the afternoon at lunchtime. And we played like two hours or three hours after that. I was like, this is wild. Oh, it is wild. The coast (laughs) is wild, man. Like This is, this is wild. I got to suit up. Like, why are we going to eat lunch? Like, where are we going? And we're trying to find a place to eat and, and yeah, but it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah, it was, it was sweet. Yeah. So you only did three games, uh, but like shout out to Derek Nesbitt, man. That guy played a thousand games. Uh, he's been on the pod twice now, but Spitting Chicklets is doing a big night for him um, with the Atlanta Gladiators. And he's played a thousand pro games and only one year in uh, Europe and nothing in the NHL. So that's all AHL East Coast, man. That's impressive shit. That's very impressive. That's a grind. Good. That guy's that guy's mentally strong for sure. Why? Well, yeah, and he's a hockey guy, right? He's yeah. he's a he's a hockey guy through and through to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the bus trips in the coast, man, were wild. Yeah, I mean, I only I only went on three of them, so you, I mean, yeah, you only... didn't do it for long. You just fought Yannick Tifu, 
went on the bus trip and then that's that that's it said uh let's go to you let's go uh, so at the three you play your three games and then did they like say okay time to head back to school we've seen enough or what happened we uh trent didn't make the playoffs so it was over it was over so uh Trenton didn't make the playoffs and I drove, I remember I drove to Trenton, New Jersey from Pittsburgh. So I got in my truck and uh, I had told the best, the best part about this was my teachers all gave me permission. Like, okay, you signed to, to go play pro for a bit. So they're all like, no problem. Finish your course yeah. when you're done. Yeah. And, I, and they asked me like how long I'd be gone. And I said, okay, well, you know, if we, I, I just gave them, a, I gave them a, an a, idea. A, an idea of like two, three weeks. eh? And after the three game road trip, we're gone. So I'm driving back from New Jersey to Pittsburgh. And I'm thinking to myself, my teachers think that I'm gone for another, at least another week to two. So I got back from New Jersey. And that was the first time Wally, where I lived, I could like, I could finally say like, I lived like a, college student a college student party on a monday tuesday wednesday thursday doesn't matter don't care my my teachers thought i was gone playing pro hockey i was i did all my courses in my apartment so i was basically done and i just i lived it up and it was it was a it's hard especially in the the u.s when colleges are way more fun than in like in canada or back in the day right um is it's hard to watch all these students have so much flip and fun. And yeah. you're like, we have to work out at 6 a.m. We, we, we go on the ice for two hours. Like and I can't, get bag skated and then yeah. and skate till you feel like you're going to puke and like yeah. do squats yeah. till your asshole is going to fall on the floor. Like, yeah. So my, my roommate signed in the CHL in Arizona. I went to the coast and trend. We came back at the exact same time. And I remember like we just had back, fun. We got to the apartment and we looked at each other and we kind of made a pack. Tyler Hines, he played in the coast for a bit. Shout out to Heinze. And uh, we said, let's just, you know what? We're just, I think we called it like, we're just going to be yes, man. Whatever happens, whatever we get invited to, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. And we just, the last, the next, the last couple of weeks, we just lived it up. It was, it was great. Well, yeah. And that's kind of like what, what you go through our hockey season and then, we get put out and then they just punish you for a few weeks. Right. For losing you'd run like however many miles every single day. And then they're telling us like, you should stay for the spring semester. Like you should stay and work out. And it's like, well, do you know what you just did to us for the yeah. last 10 months? Yeah, give me a And you're, you're going to tell us all to stay in this town and now you can't supervise us. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that spring semester was an absolute mess. <laughs> of course it was. You can't, that's too much freedom. You're giving us, you're letting a bunch of caged animals out of out of the cage for the first time. And like and we'd only be taking two classes. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. was just mayhem. <laughs> And they're they're saying this is good for the team. It's like, well, well, maybe if everybody went home to their hometowns and got a break, maybe that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. But they're the best memories I got were those breaks. You know, it was incredible. Yeah. So after that, then you whatever you think about the coast, you decide to head to Newly Zur Marne. Uh that's another that's a yeah. So that that'd be uh France too, folks. Yeah. So I, I, uh, 
So that summer I had, I had a, a decent amount of post teams call me, not for a contract, but for a PTO, like mm-hmm. to come to camp. And I was, I was in the mindset. Like I, I knew who was going to these camps. Like I just played college against some of these guys for four years. And I was like, I can, I can go and, and do this. Like, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm better than some of these guys, but at the time, the guy who was dealing with the agent was like, I, I agree with you, but we're not going to like, just send you to a tryout camp. We like, I'm going to get you a, an actual contract contract. And then I think it was like August. I started getting antsy. I was like, we got to do something here. Like I had my buddy reach out who had signed with Gwinnett. He's like, the coach called me. He's like, come to our camp. Like, I think you'd be a great player here. And I'm like, uh, this is me like in the awkward stage of never really using an agent before or like understanding how to, how to navigate that situation. And in my head, I'm like, man, like, yeah, I don't care. I'll go to these camps. And I, I know I can beat some of these guys out. I never did. I said, no, 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 no. So did, so did the guy I was working with next thing, you know, um, it was September and it was like, all right, I guess let's go to Europe. And, and this is in when September. This was like September, October, while he might even did October. So you hadn't, you hadn't played anything and it was September, October. Nothing, nothing. I guess that like the East coast doesn't even start till like October. Exactly. Right. right? And, and I remember, uh, uh, Rungstad in Denmark uh, called and, and everything was looking great. They even told me who my roommate was. He played at, uh, RIT. I played against them. And I remember getting a call. They lost four nothing one night. They went like zero five to start the season. And they're and like, "Why?" Off. And they're like, "Why are we gonna pay for an import to come over?" Well, they, they can they can the coach and everybody. So that was my. Life. I played in the Rungstead barn, quite the barn. It's just it's funny because people probably wonder what it's like to play overseas and like in some of the barns. Yeah, like the Rungstead Arena is not as nice as the one we have here in Concord. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. Hey, you walk, you walk, you walk in, you walk down the stairs, and there's four locker rooms at the end of the arena, and there's the ice pad and seats on one side. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that that's the barn. Anyways, I, I mean, I was just excited to go over to Denmark. No, but no, I agree. Like, but it's like, and that team can be good. And like, if you get yeah. the right mix and then all of a sudden, like, but like, it doesn't matter the rink you play. And I'm just saying, like, it's interesting. Oh, for sure. But like, but if you, you get to the Danish the, league, you never know what can happen, right? You should have seen the fucking rink I played in and in, in Neuilly. Like, you, you want to talk about a rink. It, what, what, how do you call it? Neuilly sur Marne. It was just outside of Paris. It was in Paris, France. Really? You're in yeah, Paris? Yeah, so anyway, so. That's a roller coaster ride. So I go from like having a decent year, thinking I could play in the coast, then going to Denmark and then not going to Denmark. And then I ended up like talking to the guy that was at my time, wasn't just a friend helping me out. Like he was more focused on big wing players that were playing in the NHL. And I was like, listen, I'm going to, I'll figure this out. Thanks for helping, whatever. And then yeah, I think you had him on your podcast. Cause I looked David Amonti oh, the yeah. agent there and, uh, I got in contact with him and he said, now that at this point, Europe has started. I'm like, he's the I'm, one I'm, that got you to Nully. He's the one that got me there. And you know, my main argument, I'm not saying I'm a rock star, but I was like, should I, should I really be going to a second league in, in France here? Like what's the, what's the game plan here? <laughs> like I, 
He was just whatever. getting you something over there, right? Exactly. He was just like, listen, we just got to get you playing hockey. Do well. I'll get you in the Magnus next year, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I just said, at that point, I wasn't playing. And I was pretty obviously down in the dumps. It's like the fall, which I, again, that weird feeling. It's, it's like October. This is the first time I've ever been home in October in like six years. And the pros are still sitting at home. And yeah, when you're in college, you're not sitting yeah. at home at that point. Yeah. Navigating so- lieutenant. So I was like, uh, all right, let's do it. Whatever. I'll go to Paris. Let's do it. I, that was the only year of hockey. Well, how did David Amonti get a hold of you to get you over there? I think I messaged him. I think I messaged him because he was like, he was always posting stuff about um, players. And I messaged him and right away we got on the phone. He's like, what he told me, and I'll, I'll never forget this conversation. He was like, because I had my dual citizenship. He's like, Zach, if you would have came to me right after your college year, after you played in the coast with your dual citizenship, I could have got you to a great league in Europe right, right away. And I was yeah. like, yeah, but I didn't, I thought I was going to like do some North America stuff. Like I didn't. This well, you don't fun. know. You don't know. You don't, you don't know, know the whole landscape. You don't know the layout. But a guy like that does, and he's right. If if you have the senior year you do, and you do yeah. have your Italian passport, yeah, um, you're definitely going to a, a, a top Italian team for a good salary. Yeah. So, and again, that's what I thought I'd end up doing, but I waited till the freaking fall to make a decision. And then they all point. have their teams, and they're like they're ten games into the season, and they have their yeah. So I got I got there late, and and I got there. I saw the rink. It was uh, 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 basically just an ice surface covered in wood with uh, a couple stands off the side. Shout out to Nuyi though. I love the guys on the team and I, I, I lived in Paris. So I, I, you know, but in terms of hockey, I didn't, I shut it down that, that year. I think I, during the year, I just, I didn't care. I was like, man, I just, I had this thought in my head that I ruined my, what is my like minimal hockey career? I was like, Oh, what did I do? Like I could have been playing in way better places. And, uh, I partied a lot and, and enjoyed Europe and whatever. And then it wasn't until the playoffs. If you, it's funny. Cause if you, the look thing is that, though, yeah. And I saw that, but the thing yeah. is, is when, when you're treated as a professional, like a professional, you act more like a professional when you show up in Paris and it's a little, say like a figure skating rink or whatever and you're living wherever and it doesn't feel like you're a pro hockey player it makes you not want to be as committed for sure and and i and i definitely didn't feel like i was a pro hockey player i was in a country that's not you know a hockey country well i mean you know the france there's some great amazing hockey in france but this wasn't one of them um and it was yeah by it was so you not, turned her up for the playoffs though eh seven well, goals in six games that that's when i was like all right you know what make the most of this like you stop like don't have a bad attitude you went to league you, you didn't want to be in you shouldn't have been in but you know bring this team far like just go just go for it so i turned it up in the playoffs and thinking like hey if i have a good playoffs and new year goes far um you know, maybe like I'll go to the Magnus or whatever. And, uh, was your team uh, any good in that second league? 
we lost in the second round, I think, in the playoffs. Or I find it interesting, even like the French second league, like they're paying for an import to come over and paying for your apartment, probably gave you a car, yeah. right? And it's like yeah. they must have wanted to win, right? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get a car, but I had an apartment that I was close to the rink. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't like New Year. It was kind of a like it, it wasn't the nicest. Obviously, it wasn't the nicest area of, of Paris. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. Well, when of the things I had written down when the research team was hot was France is an interesting country when you think about it. Cause I had written down, were you living in an area where you were skiing or were you near the French Riviera? And None. apparently <laughs> neither you were in the Paris. Paris. So, so great. So I will say this fun nightlife. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure there is right. Yeah, it was good. So what type of what type of nightlife are we talking about? You're not going into pubs. What are you doing? You're hitting disco clubs and dancing your heart out. <laughs> the first, the first you got night the glow sticks out, or what? Yeah, the first night I went out, Wally, we uh, we won. We had some beers in the room. Uh, on my team, we had a lot of like Czechs, a lot of Czechs and, and Slovakian guys who. They're, they get after it too, they, right? They get out. They're a whole different breed, these guys. And uh, the Finns get after it a bit more, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, these, these guys, these guys are up there and they're like, all right, we're going out in Paris. So we get changed at the, at the rink. We all go to our apartments, get changed quick. We take the, the tram or the, uh, I forget what it's called there. We, we take it into the center of Paris. We go to a pub. We go to a pub till about one. I'm feeling pretty good at this point. I'm leaving. They're like, all right, let's go. I'm thinking, all right, time to shut her down. Let's get on the tram. By the time we get back to New Year, it's, you know, 132, good night, whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. Now we go to a club. I'm like, okay. So pub to a club, walk out of the club. <laughs> pub to a club. Pub to a club, walk out of the club. It might have been uh, three, Stouts. four. Yeah. They don't From shut, there, they don't shut early. They don't shut from there. I'm thinking, okay, night's done. Let's pack it in. We go to this place where you walk in, it's open all night. As long as you order uh, wine, they bring you out like charcuterie, like cheeses and, and, uh, what'd you say? Charcuterie? Charcuterie, like, uh, meat, meat and cheese. Right. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. 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 So I didn't walk out of that place till. The sun was coming up. Right. And that was my first night. And I was like, ooh. That's your first night over there? That was my first night in Paris. My first night partying in Paris. And I remember walking out of that place. And I didn't know if I should feel like a rock star or like, you're an idiot. What did you just do? But I think you did exactly what you should do. (laughs) So just my opinion. Yeah. So after that, you kind of realize that they, they just do it a little bit differently there. They go to the bars a little bit later and they stay. Well, I mean, and, and people take it as seriously as it. I don't know. I did whatever. Yeah. I, I liked the leagues I was in because I didn't feel like I need to take it that seriously. But like those guys in the NHL, man, whew, they're serious all day, every day. Like they can't yeah. take they got to have the diet on all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they still get after it when they can, but this was, yeah, it was fun. It was good. It looked, Paris is beautiful. So I got to see Paris again. No regrets on that end. Just the, uh, the way I got there a little bit. Yeah. Well, you just didn't buy in. Hey, eh? you're like, yeah. this is a step in the right direction. Or if you reach out to David, he earlier, he gets you where you need to go. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and he's, he's a hundred percent right on that. It's, it's, you know, I should have, I should have made my decision right after college and right after that stint with Trenton. Hey, let's go to Europe, use the, use the citizenship and go play some great hockey. But I waited, you know, no, I, I, and you don't know, you don't know until you know, um, yeah. I actually research team is hot, right? Cause I also know about these things as I wrote, why not play in Italy with pass question mark? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly why. Is, so what happens it, after France? How do you end up in Fife instead of, uh, Italy? I went to Hull. or sorry, so, Hall. Hall. Uh, so I was, uh, the, one of the defensemen on, uh, New Year was really good friends they were both from the same area or same place in Quebec as Omar Pasha right if you remember Omar he was the player 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 coach in Hull and he after the year he saw he saw me in New Year and he said he he talked to Omar he was like this is probably a guy that you should take a look at take a look at that is definitely not gonna be coming back to, to New Yi and shout out to to Omar because I, I ended up going to Hull after that and that's when uh like I said that's when I started playing like you started going game. up and you started yeah yeah getting into it and believing in yourself a bit more and taking yeah, it more serious right for sure so he he gave he put in a good word and and uh what was it like and, playing for a player coach it was diff it was different like it was very, it was different. And can and I, both. can I, can I, I'm going to say something and Omar yeah. can get mad if he wants. I don't know if he listens to the pod or not. Yeah. Um, I remember playing against him that year and he was the coach yeah. player coach. And I remember playing against him thinking he's really sucking wind. He's tired. Um, be tough to coach that way because you can't tell everybody to back check that hard when you're out, when you're not, you can't do it. Right. For sure. And <laughs> as you know, Hall didn't have the, uh, the card of devil's budget. And, uh, well, we didn't we, have a budget either back then, but we didn't have a lot of guys, right. If like one or two guys were out, we had a short bench and like you bring up, I remember we brought up some of the English guys, but, um, you know, yeah. yeah. So it was, I uh, remember playing you guys and you guys would literally be playing with like not many guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, well, that was their last year. Was that their last year of existence? That was their last year. Wally, we were, we lost in the last second of the game to Sheffield, um, to go to the final of the tournament of the playoffs of the playoffs. We beat Brayhead the first round. Right. And then we go to the, the, the big, whatever the tournament there in Nottingham and, they scored a cheesy goal that like not the whole Nottingham arena was cheering for us. They were like all cheering for Hull to beat Sheffield and they scored some goal where there was a high stick. So we stopped playing because we heard a whistle and I think it was Matthew Wah like tapped it in and we were all like, what the fuck just happened? And that's how we lost the game. We were this close to going to the friggin' final Hull Stingrays that the- year. Yeah, and then they're done right after. And then, and then, and then we got to the room, and uh, the owner comes in and says, "We have ne- Hull has never made it this far. Like you were, you 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 almost made it to the championship game. You have two options. Option one, 
And I'll never forget this. He goes, option one, you guys go back to the hotel, get rest. You play Belfast tomorrow, get third place, huge accomplishment. Or option two, you blow the doors off and play. Remember what they called it? The third place game, they called it the, uh, because the the teams just go out and drink. Oh, they just totaled. They play, they play a drunker than any hockey players play hockey anywhere. Yeah. So third place game. But my only memory is in Cardiff the next year when I remember when I do the pregame speech and then you guys blow it. And then um, that third place game, like you guys were all sober and red, like you were told not to go out, not drink. And the other team was totally in one and it was embarrassing to watch. Like, well, you got to do it. You got to get crushed. We got, so we, after that, it was such a roller coaster ride to the, like, one of the teams that should have never even made the playoffs, but we made the playoffs. We beat uh, Brayhead, almost beat Sheffield. The fans are in a m- feeling great. The players are no- feeling great. Nottingham was screaming at us to win. Like it felt amazing. Right. And we all we all looked at each other and we were like, "We've nah, done. We're them. we're blowing the doors off here." Let's go. We time. were at the pub with Belfast Giants that night till all ends in the morning. We played the the third place game at eleven. Guys were strolling in from the bar, Belfast and Hull guys together at like <laughs> four in the morning. And then you're up at nine going to play hockey. And we got booed. I remember, the, I remember the, the Belfast won the first draw and West Garth was playing and he was playing D and he like sauced a, a pass, <laughs> like across the ice to nobody. And you could see this, the fans and Nottingham just going, Oh God, these Here guys chose these yeah. guys chose option two and went out all night last night and nobody cares. But I think they actually like it because they have bets because I went as a fan, right? Yeah. Um, they have bets on like the over under for like the bronze medal game. Like they're talking like it's like 15 goals, right? Because like, because people can, goalies getting, can't even stand up. <laughs> yeah. Cause guys are going out and getting waffled and then playing at 11 in the morning. And that's exactly what we did. But they're, your season's over. And, and like, over. shout out to everybody that agrees third place in the EIHL is nothing to write home about and continue doing the third place game and continue doing it exactly yeah. how you're doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was fun because it was fun because we were with Belfast and we partied with these guys. Like, we were out and we we're like, all right, we're playing you tomorrow and we're crushing pints with them all. At it. Like, well, and then you show up to watch car- like you guys play the drunk team and it's like, ah. Yeah. 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 This is not embracing it for what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Hall was fun, man. Like from a, for a team that didn't have the budget to make it that far, it was was good. It was. Well, you want to talk, did you guys have the same bench as we did? It was like a pig pen, like in a square. Or did you guys have a real bench where you sat on a bench and like jumped over the boards? Cause when I was there, I remember there was like just a box where all the whole team kind of was but like there's a, a pen. In Halder's that second layer. Remember it was a small bench bench lengthwise, but there was a second layer where if you weren't automatically yeah. going on, you'd hop up there, yeah. you know, but it yeah. was more square than, than lengthwise. You're white. You're, you're right. Like it's, it, it was a square binding. bench. It was not square. rectangular. It was not yeah. long. You were all like, 
rotating who was going next yep. and who wasn't. And it's like, oh, is your line up? Well, you better get off that bench and move you them get up off there. And you, yeah. better go, you better go up to the stands on, on here and let the guys <laughs> that are about to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so then um, you probably are. Maybe, actually, you know what? You are the last and only. I, well, Bouncy did it before you, but yeah, Paul Stingray to Cardiff Devils, right? Yeah. Um, so I know the story. I don't know. I, you probably do, but Lordo was watching video on Hall for some other player. I forget who it was. Um, yeah, I mean, but he was, he was watching video uh, or watching games. And he told me, he's like, every time I watch this team play, this little, annoying little fuck just is <laughs> yeah. running around you know yeah, yeah. and he's like i, I gotta have him <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that's basically how it like i i had a good year and and hull too i like in terms of, of points and stuff but obviously you know how i play like i played on the edge and i was very annoying and i hit and i pissed guys off so um i remember getting a call from lordo in the summer and he was like i he like I watched. Remember he said he watched like as many games as he could, like almost all my games. He has issues. He, he and, and, yeah, yeah, it's crazy and, how much hockey that guy must watch. He never takes a break. I bet. No, the hardest working guy. Fuck, I love that guy. And and I me- never forget what he said. Out of all the games, out of all the games he watched, he made a comment. He was like, "There's this game. So there's this game, and uh, we were playing uh, uh, Edinburgh and." I, I, I hit a guy, like I rocked a guy behind the net and he got up and he speared me in the nuts, like full on spear. And I dropped right away. He skated. The puck went the other way into Hull's end. I had my gloves off the second I got up and I skated like an <laughs> absolute madman across the ice down to the other end and just football tackled the guy <laughs> i was so mad and lordo brings that up and in, in, in my call with him he goes like he brings up how many games he's watched you know i put up decent numbers that year and he goes that one fucking game like i love it you i saw the game where you skated after this guy and i was like okay i mean cool yeah yeah i mean if that's nobody like, <laughs> well and he did yeah. like it he liked the way you played you guys were yeah. actually somewhat similar like he was yeah. just a little bit bigger yeah uh, but yeah. like you guys did both have that edge and play like that and yeah. uh i remember him like he was like i never thought i'd be signing a fucking second third line guy from hall but i gotta have this guy <laughs> yeah yeah and uh fuck it worked out man like yeah it was great i was ex- i was super excited i didn't think i was gonna get a call from cardiff right but you know. uh, well no I, and it was so much fun living by you that year so yeah. I guess that's where we're at then is uh, so playoff weekend though. Pretty cool weekend, isn't it? Oh yeah. Super cool weekend. It really is. And like, I'm glad I got to go as a pregame speaker. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like I never got to play in it, but like, man, seeing all the fans show up at pubs and all their different jerseys and they all just get along wild shit. Sorry for burping the mic folks. It's a wild weekend. And like I said, the coolest thing is all the fans, man. Like it's almost like you're going to like, not at the level of, of soccer, obviously, but it's, it's crazy, man. Like you, you're driving or you walk anywhere in Nottingham and there's just piles of people wearing Cardiff or Sheffield or 
or every or team in the league is every there. team in the league every pub is absolutely packed like it's a beauty weekend and and that weekend to be to only play in the league twice to be in that weekend twice was was sweet like it yeah. was it, that was cool no for sure um okay so then i guess we're into uh the cardiff year uh yeah. one memory i have okay yeah this came up before manchester right near the yeah. end of the year um i was hiding in the bathroom i was the door was locked it was locked for a long time i sat there naked covered in dirt these had covered me in dirt i'm sitting there with an axe and a shield and a sword and i'm sitting there going looking in the oh, mirror oh, going yeah, no yeah. looking in the mirror going what am i doing with my life like i'm doing this for these assholes because yeah. i think it might help them win the game and yeah. i'm like i just i just want to help i just want to try and help win the game and then they break the glass and warm up okay and yeah. i'm sitting in the dungy little bathroom in manchester and I, I'm feeling a bit of shame. I'm, I'm having some second thoughts. I'm like, <laughs> I yeah, I've gone up to, I've gone up here on the fan bus. I've drank the whole the way. Fan here. bus, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I'm sitting here naked, covered in dirt. Deese has had his grubby old mitts all over me, rubbing dirt all over me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. My beer's gone. You guys break the glass, and you guys are sitting in the room getting ready for the game, or to go out for the next warm up because the glass breaks. And I hear you say, if that's fucking Wally in the bathroom, I fucking tell you. And I'm like, all because you couldn't take a piss. And I'm like, you know what? I've taken a five and a half hour bus trip up here. I've drank eight beers on the way here just to get in the right mindset for you. And now you're yelling at me that I'm in the bathroom naked, covered in dirt. And I'm like, this guy doesn't get it. I got, I love your, <laughs> I love your speeches though. I was, I was, I was a big supporter. I know you're just joking when you were like, if that's Wally in there, did you actually that, think it was me in there? I had no idea. So I, I, I don't I think anybody did. Cause I only did I, it a couple times. Right? I remember that, but I was always like, like even before the games, I was, I was one of the guys that was trying to keep it light. Right. Like I was always joking around or like fucking yelling, not, jerping, not so whatever. serious. Yeah. So like guys, you know, the glass breaks, guys are fucking tired. You're sitting there. You're like, holy shit. Are we ever going to play hockey? And like in my head, I was like, could that be Wally? Like, you know, just stirring the pot a bit, you know, is that Wally? But in my head, I'm like, how the fuck would Wally get here? Like, but, right. How would he get here? But then the other thing is like, why would the door be locked to the bathroom? Right. Like, the door was locked to the bathroom the whole time. You guys, you guys come back off and yeah. like, there's one toilet in the room and then there's the defenseman goalie room that has a toilet, but like yeah. you guys can't get into the bathroom because yeah. it's locked. And it's like, well, does that make any sense? Yes. And, and the thing that threw me off was like, when I said that, how, like, how the fuck did Wally would Wally get all the way to Manchester? Like it, and it didn't even register with me that like it actually could the have fan bus, <laughs> but like would Wally did Wally take the fucking fan bus from from Cardiff all the way to Manchester to see us plugs play a game in Manchester? 
Like, I mean, if it was Nottingham or Sheffield or something like no, right, there so. that was the last weekend, dude. We had two last- games left. We had to yeah. win both of them to have a chance. And I was like, yeah. honey, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? I got to go. The feathers in the hat, right? You build up and build up enough feathers. You, you got to uh, go. You got, you got to go. Yeah. That Once was, you're I, a part. But yeah, that was the time I broke the ax um, at Richie's feet, right? Richie's feet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, but I, it was me in the bathroom and uh, it was a long time. I sat there a long time. Uh, that was, you know, you know, when you get into the real world and like, I was right at the, the edge there. I knew my career was over. You guys had two games left and maybe playoffs weekend. And I'm sitting in a bathroom covered in dirt naked. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. It was don't, emotional. It was emotional. That was, that was, that was a roller coaster ride for you for sure though. Right. Like that's a tough year, that's a tough, tough year, tough, tough year. year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tough Very years. tough year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we were, Hey, you know what? We were lucky enough. Me, you and salty played at least a few games together. That's true. Right? Yeah. That's blue true. line. I remember blue line in practice. We wore the blue jerseys. Oh, wow. You have a good memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blue line, me, me and salty. Yeah. No, I, it, and I think it would have worked if I would have been able to get to play and like, it sucks when you don't get to play and then you watch everybody else play and man, yeah. it was, it was a tough year, but um, yeah. I You're one of those guys that sticks out to me um, of all the guys you play with. Like Cully is another one, like you guys living down the hall and Carl, the yeah. four of us hanging out there, like, yeah. That like I know I can text you guys and be like, hey, I got I got this going on. Can Colby come down and play whatever? Yeah. And like you guys would be like, yeah, for sure. Like absolutely. Yeah. That's all part of like a team winning is like the guys actually care about each other and are all friends off the ice, right? Well, we had yeah, that that me, you, Huddy, and like that that apartment, we had a good crew there. And uh sure did. I mean yeah, I mean that's I was I was a team guy, you know. I I love the boys. I love being there. So <laughs> you sure yeah. did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, we love being. I mean, what what I mean, you 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 work out and then you go home and you lose in Mario Kart. That's all you got to do. And like when Colby came over, it was like, all right, we're playing many steps. We're pumped. Like, right. Good, you you know? had stuff to do, right? Yeah, and like true. you talk to some guys, like I talked to some young guys that are single overseas, and like you finish practice and you're like well, shit, I'm done for the day. Right. It's, it's noon. And you're like, well, what do I do? Like, you know, sometimes you need a kid to come over and play some mini hockey with you, you know, keep things entertaining. Exactly. (laughs) It was great. I I miss Colby. And remember I adopted, uh, do you remember uh, I adopted fish Friday with Cully fish Friday, fish Friday. You guys were making fish every Friday. I do remember that. I ended up, was it a different fish every time? Yeah, usually it was a pretty different fish, but me and Cully would go to the market there in, in Cardiff and, get and a pick out a fish and pick out a fish and and uh, became a big thing. Like, I mean, you were hurt, right? So you, yeah. you weren't in the room as much after, but it was a big thing. And Cully, actually, that year at some point after he it, it finally caught on, he ordered me a fucking, he got a shirt made for me. I still have the thing, a, a Fish Friday shirt. And I fucking wear it every Friday, All right, Cully? After practice, we're going. Do you to get still fish. eat fish on Fridays and think of Cully? I fish tonight, but uh, I mean, I love fish, but I I do think of Cully when I cook because that guy, uh, he was so easy going, right? But the only thing you didn't fucking like were, were green peppers. Like just a weirdo. Like green but, peppers. I mean, I wouldn't say they're a staple in my kitchen. They're they're okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was also, I was also the cook, so I just, I'm like, all right, Kelly, here's what we're gonna do. You were a good cook, weren't you? I love to cook. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Oh shit, I got a piss, but I'd like to talk to you about cooking a little bit. Okay, I'll, um, I'll take a piss and then pour a drink. Um. Well, why don't should we shut this down and then start talking about cooking? We've been yeah. talking for almost two hours, and I got to yeah. pee really bad. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. what's your what's your best dish though? Before we shut it down, what what what's your best dish? What what if you I, if you were going to the cooking Olympics <laughs> and you were like, I got to present myself. What are you going with? Well, in Cardiff, we I we I, in Cardiff specifically, I cooked a lot of cod because I was. Were you breading it? No, I didn't. I didn't bread it. I didn't bread a lot of cod, but I'm a big fan of uh, mussels, clams, scallops. Straight up, or like with the like spaghetti no, noodles? Nice, like yeah, you make no, no, you make a nice like white wine sauce or a red tomato sauce, like. And then you just eat the mussels with the white wine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you make a pasta with it. But I, I do like shellfish. I like a lot of shellfish. Big salmon guy, too. You know? Is that right, eh? Yeah. So I don't know shellfish that well. I don't, I've never cooked it. I've, like, I have had it, like, in Germany, where you go to the place and you get, like, the clams with the spaghetti noodles. And my good Lord, is it good, right? Yeah, that's, there you go. So you've had shellfish and it's amazing. They're, Smaller, obviously, than a fish. I've just never long. cooked it myself. I've just only, yeah. Easy to cook, Well, Easy to cook. Man. So, okay. Well, we're going to have to talk about this maybe after hours because I think we've gone about two hours here. Yeah, yeah. We, a, lot of good, a lot of good info there. Fucking great. <laughs> I could pour another drink here and take a piss, that's for sure. Well, I know we could do more, but like, you know, the, the research team's about fresh out other yeah, than, uh, that's it. That's it. The illustrious career ended in Cardiff right there. Both of us together. Um, yeah. it all ended together and I'm sorry yeah. for all the things you had to watch, you know, while I went out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, w- would you say there was a, a favorite pregame speech you had? There was one, it was the first, my favorite pregame speech was the first time you came in with the fucking shield and the sword, you were painted, you're covered, you were naked. And it was the first time when nobody expected it. The very first time, like the very first time, the, the very first time Lordo had like, it's weird things with Lordo these had happening, like a right? weird speech, but then he kind of left it in an area. I don't know if he introduced you, but he left off kind of weird. And we were like, and you came in just fucking it. Just, the story you could say you could say guns a blazing guns a blazing i was like fucking wally (laughs) he's back (laughs) he's back i haven't seen the guy he's not in the stand he's here yeah yeah. i was it was weird because like as brief of a moment that was that 30 second little thing was i felt like a part of it again i felt like the better i did at a pregame speech the better chance we had at winning the game. And I actually was serious about it. And I was like, if I do it better this time than last time, I actually think they will be more pumped up to play hockey than last oh, time. Fuck man. I was jacked. I think at that first time you came in, everybody was losing it. I was up. I was like, fucking Wally's here. Cause you're gone for so long. You're not at there in the morning. You're not there, whatever. And then you come in and you bust through <laughs> and you, 
And I remember, like, you would always fucking hit somebody, eh? Like, Richie was one of them or somebody, and you fucking smack somebody with the sword. <laughs> like, I think it was a hammer. The first one ever, I was The first four. one was a hammer, you're and right. I, I, I got I, I, it. And I don't know why I always picked out Richie. I don't know. I think Because he doesn't say anything. Because he he's not going to say anything. He's going to smile and be like, this is funny. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to actually, like be upset that he's putting himself in front of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Richie. I remember getting the Thor hammer and the I think Thor hammer. And I think it. I forget I think we were playing Coventry or something. But anyways, I remember saying to him like we're yeah, basically we were going to give them like not just a little bit of the hammer, but we were going to give them the whole yeah. thing. The whole yeah. thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, the whole and thing, I think yeah. I put the hammer in his face, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Richie yeah. Okay. Um, well, folks, this has been another episode of Five Ales and Hockey Tales with Herv the Perv and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all Cause they got no rhythm And that's alright Some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive them I'm like Scott Cause I'm a girl thing